Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. What is about to happen in this line, Father? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, I thank you for this opportunity again. Father, I ask you to watch over this line. Let it be used for ministry, not for anything else. Let no foolishness come on, Father. Don't let bind the enemy and keep him from coming on my this show, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. God, amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Welcome, welcome, Seven o'clock and the show is on the air. Welcome. Welcome, guests. You can um, state your name. Let me know where you're from. I'm just waiting for my guest to, to arrive. So if you're on and you're typing, uh, please state your name. If not, and um, so so I know who you are, and we can um, have prayer when my guest, special guests, get on. Amen.
don't know what happened. Amen. Is this Pastor Dez? Yes, sir. Amen. It, it looked like my cousin, the evangelist Somerville. She's not. Uh, she's not on Facebook, so I'm gonna turn the service over into you. And as the guests come, um, I will please. I will stop for a minute to to. Uh, have them mute their phones or uh, turn the volume down so we don't have no interference or back back feeding. Amen. We're in your hands, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. We give God all the praise and all the glory and all the honor as our national mother, uh, Mother uh, Willie Mae Rivers would say. All the glory, all the honor, and all the praise belong to God, and truly it does belong to God. Amen. For our being here and for this opportunity, amen. We want to honor you, my brother. We thank God for you. Thank God for what the Lord is doing in your life, amen. And amen. Uh, the blessings that the Lord is bestowing upon you, the doors that the Lord is opening and will continue to open. And I also, let me say this, this may sound strange to some people who are out there, I also want to thank God for the doors that the Lord allowed to remain closed so that you can have this open door. Amen. 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 And sometimes we have to see what God don't allow so he can allow. Amen. 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 Sometimes we want those doors open, and, and to a certain extent we need those doors open. Amen. But there's a greater need that God has in store in the future. So he says, and uh, I believe it's in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And uh, I like the way the Message Bible says it, part of the, what it says. It says, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. Amen. So um, Amen. let's bring it down to our own language. Stop tripping. God knows exactly what he's doing. And I know that's easier said than done because we are people who respond to crisis. We are people who respond to situations. And we're supposed to respond because we are people of emotions. God put those things in us. Amen. And he allows us to have those venting moments. He allows us to have those moments of stress and problems and anxieties and all of that. But all, after all that is done, all, after all of that is surfaced, amen, after all that is out of our system, we know who we can trust in, and that is God. Amen. Because he's not a man that amen. needs to lie, nor the son of man that needs to repent. So we, we thank God. Amen. I appreciate God uh, for what he is what you and your family had to go through, uh, what you had to face and what you had to deal with, and it was not an easy path. Um, suffering yes. for the cause of Christ is never easy. It's not supposed to be easy. I was telling somebody yesterday, if it was easy, then it would be worthwhile. The blessings would not be worthwhile having. Amen. Because when things come easy, we don't seem to appreciate what we get. We don't seem to cherish what we get. But when you suffer, when you work, when you pay a price for what God has given to you, amen, you're going to cherish that thing. You're going to take care of it. You're going to guard it. Um, you're going to make sure that, uh, um, that, that, that you watch over it. You, 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 you handle it with, with kids' gloves, as the old things used to say. 
Amen. So I appreciate mm-hmm. this opportunity that, um, and I also want to thank God uh, that you're not selfish to share what the Lord has blessed you with. Amen. You could have kept this all to Amen. yourself, and you would have had the right to do that because this is your blessing. But to open the door for somebody else, we celebrate your humility. We celebrate your ability. Amen. To want to share, have the gospel's bread, and give other people a chance. So. We're looking forward to seeing what God has in store for you, amen, through this venue of the ministry, amen. I, just, I want to report to everybody, excuse me, I'm just old time. I'm just from the old church, amen. I'm just from the old amen. church. Amen. Uh, um, through it all, I just want to let you all know that I'm saved and I'm sanctified, being sanctified, amen, baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and that with the mighty and burning fire. And through it all, I do have a mind to live and serve God. It's not easy, amen. It is, it, is a, it is a tedious journey, amen. But I'm glad to know that God is on my side. God is with me. God is with you. God is with us, amen. He is omnipresent. He's a very present help yes, in Lord. the time of trouble. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a preacher. I'm saying that because I've experienced it. Amen. It's one thing to say amen. it. Amen. It sounds good. But when you have actually gone through it and still going through it, amen, and can still decree the victory even in um, uh, uh, vicious times, amen, you know that it is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our sight. Amen. We come to just encourage, amen, someone. Um, uh, the Bible says, I believe it's in the book of Corinthians, it says that the same comfort that God has comforted us with, we ought to comfort others. Because every one of us, every one of us, every one of us, if there's two or three of us on this line, or if there's 30 on this line, or 300, it may no difference how many people on this line, it may no difference how rich, how poor, regardless of your race, your creed, your color, regardless of your financial status, regardless of your status in church, your status in society, um, regardless what is happening in your life, who you are, everybody in this world, there's not one person who can say they're not going through something. Amen. And every now and then, we all need someone to encourage us because it can get very hard along this way. People say, don't claim that. No, I'm not claiming it. I'm just telling the truth. It gets hard. It gets challenging. It gets difficult. Amen. Mm-hmm. You're facing all types of circumstances that just come out of the blue. When you're facing all types of situations that you have no control over, when you lose the ability to have control over your home and your income and your health and your family and your job circumstances, it is difficult. It is hard because sometimes you don't know where to go, what to do, especially when you have not been given any instructions about what to do, where you're at, amen. God has made promises to us. Uh, God has spoken things into our life. God has told us that things are going to happen, and some of us are, have been waiting. Oh, God, <laughs> Lord have mercy, a long time. Hello, somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah, hello. A long time. Uh-huh. Even with the blessings that the Lord still gives, there's still some things you're still waiting on. My brother, I, I know you can attest to that. There's still some blessings. There's still some prophetic word that you're waiting to come to pass. There's still some promises that you're waiting for God to release. Amen. Even, Amen. even though Abraham was rich and very rich, Amen. And God caused him to grow. And God gave him favor. Uh, but still he was waiting on that promise concerning a son. 
Uh huh. Even when he had Ishmael, God said, "That's not it, my God." Uh, he's a blessing, but he's not the promise. I come to let somebody know, Lord, that's a word right there. Uh, some things that you've got now is a blessing, but it's not the promise. So thank God for the blessings. Enjoy the blessings, but don't lose your expectation on the promise. My God, my God. I'm going to say that again, brother. Uh-huh. Uh, what God has blessed you with right now, what you are getting, what you, and that's a prophetic word for you, brother. This right here, what God has opened the door for you and your family, is a blessing. But stay focused on the promise, my God. Because every promise of God is yea and amen. So you are still on the road headed to your destiny. My God, this is just another open door uh -huh, to get you closer to your destiny. This is just another open door to get you to that promise. My God, so, so every, everywhere Abraham went, uh -huh, he, he worshiped God and he left a monument that God's been here. A sacrifice was made unto God. My God, and everywhere he worshiped God, God re uh, uh, reinforced in him about the promise of a son, the promise of a race, the promise of a family. And this happened in his old age. He was old. Uh -huh. His wife was old. His circumstances was old. Can I tell you this? What God spoke was old. But watch this. Regardless of how old it was, God was still going to produce something new. Lord, Amen. Jesus. And, and, and I, I, I want to, to, to uh, go with that on to this today. I want to go in that vein with you today because I was telling my brother earlier, saying, uh, those who are listening, um, uh, I'm a pastor of 18 years, and I've been in the church all my life. I've been saved all my life. Hello, somebody. Amen. But I thank Amen. God for the church. Amen. A lot of people have a lot of things to say about the church. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's false. But I thank God for the church. I thank God that he allowed me, amen, to be a partaker, amen, of the greatest institute in the world, and that's the church, the, the church that was birthed from the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, to the church that God called from the foundation of the world. And, and, and he allowed me to be a part of that. Amen. Called me, as Paul said, committed to my trust, this ministry, this great ministry. He committed to my trust. When I didn't trust myself, God was able to trust me. Watch this. He was able to trust my future regardless of my past. Somebody needs to rejoice over that right there. Uh, I'm going to say that again. God trusted your future regardless of your past. My God. And so here, um, uh, the young person, I was speaking to somebody today, brother, and I was asking them if they would do something. And I know, you know they were part of my ministry before. And uh, they stated, uh, you know, they were not ready to walk in those shoes again. Amen. Mm. Regardless of what they have to go through. And I can understand that. I can understand that. And I said to them, I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you go. And I'm so glad that even when we're not ready, God is not going to let us go. Amen. He's going to stick with Amen. us. He's going to stay with us. And he's going to help prepare us for what he has established for us. Amen. And, and when, when the person said that, um, the Lord gave me the 13th chapter of Joshua. The 13th chapter of Joshua. And Joshua, amen, uh, was a man, a renowned young man whose ministry uh, didn't start in his own book. His ministry, his calling, his life uh, started under the leadership, the guide 
of a man by the name of Moses. He was a humble servant. Uh, in the first chapter of Joshua, uh, it, it, it states that he was known as Moses' minister. Okay, uh, God mm-hmm. said to Joseph, God said to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua was Moses' minister. I come to let somebody know you have to know how to serve God's people so you can fully serve God. My Lord, Amen. you have to learn how to be submissive uh, to godly Ooh. leadership, to righteous leadership. And you're not going to understand all the time. You're not going to agree all the time. But when you know it's the hand of God, uh-huh, you've got to stay there until God says different. Uh, uh, Joshua did all the fighting for Moses. Uh, he did all of the warfare for Moses. He was a warrior, but he was also a worshiper. And that's one of the reasons why Joshua, throughout his entire life, was so successful, not because he knew how to fight, but he knew how to worship. The Lord seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And you can't be a true warrior for God if you're not a true worshiper. Amen. And, and when it was time for Joshua to step to the plate, when it was time for Joshua to lead the people of God onto the promised land, the Lord spoke to him and said, Moses, my servant is dead. Okay. That part of ministry is over. That part uh, of, of your life, that part of your connection has died. It has been fulfilled. It has been accomplished. Uh-huh. And you can no longer depend on that old weight anymore. I want you to take the helm. I want you to take the realm. I want you to take the leadership. And I want you to be courageous. I want you to take courage. Not just be very courageous, but take courage. Because as I was with Moses, and if anybody saw God with Moses, it was Joshua. Uh-huh. So shall I be with you. Have I not told thee to be very courageous? Have I not told you to be encouraged? You can do it, Joshua. Yes, in the eyes of the people, you're young. Yes, in the eyes of the people, you're inexperienced. But God qualified. God qualifies who he, he qualifies who he qualifies and he qualifies who he justifies and it doesn't matter what degrees you don't have it doesn't matter what fan mail you don't have or who's not on your side if god be for you he is more than the world against you and joshua did what god told him to do god anointed him god magnified him in the eyes of the people to the point where the people saw God's leadership, God's hand, God's glory, God's anointing, God's choosing upon Joshua. And Joshua went forth and brought the people into the promised land, and he brought the people to a place of rest. He brought the people to a place where they could enjoy what God has for them, and then they had to go through some um, different territories. They had to different – God gave him – the ability to conquer the enemy and overtake the land. God gave him the ability to expand the land, to expand, to, 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 to enlarge and overtake the land. The more land, the more they can grow. And the more they can grow, the more they can produce. And the more they can produce, the more God's blessings will increase in their life. And if you, if you look at the latter part of, 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 of the book of Joshua chapter 12, from verse um, 8 down to 24, it tells you about all of the kings of the countries that Joshua smoked 
on the side of the Jordan, which was on the west. And it says that 31 kings he smoked, 31 kings he overtook, 31 kings he, he, he brought down, and he took over the land. And here in the 13th chapter, uh, minister, the Bible says that the Lord spoke to Joshua yes, and said to him, you're old and you're stricken in years, yet there remaineth very much land to be possessed. Regardless of your natural state, regardless of your advanced age, regardless of the things that are associated with age, there's still land that has to be possessed. In other words, there's still promises that no one else can get but you. There's still promises that you have to go after. There's still things that I have promised you that you have to overtake and possess and surely get back and put it in the life of the children of Israel. I just wanted to let somebody know. I just, I just wanted to let somebody know that regardless how old your situation is and regardless how old your age may be or how old your, your problem may be or you've been wrestling with a, and struggling with an issue and going through with problems here and there and back and forth and seemed like it was never going to get any better. You've been trying over and over and over again to get past it, and it seems like it, oh, it gets past you. It seems like it overtakes you. seems like it got the best of you, and you almost have given up. You almost have thrown in the towel. You almost have just laid the sword down and laid the shield down and laid your prayer life down and laid your fasting down and laid the word of God down and said, you know what? I'll just settle for where I'm at. I'll just stay right here because I don't know if I have the strength to go on. I don't know if I have the Function to function. I don't know if I had to strive to strive. I don't know if I really want to do it. I just don't know if I'm really ready to do it. I don't know if I'm ready to pick up that sword and fight again. I don't know if I'm ready to go forth. I don't know if I'm ready. As the lady said to me, I don't know if I'm ready to walk in those shoes again because I know what I had to deal with before. I know the bloodshed that happened. I know the hurt I had to deal with. I know the pain I had to deal with. I know the betrayal I had to deal with. I know the circumstances I had to deal with. I don't know if I want to face Goliath again. I don't know if I want to face that enemy again. I don't know if I want to go through those problems and those circumstances again. I don't know if I want to deal with the repeated offenses that I've dealt with before. I just barely survived. I just barely made it. I just barely came out. And I came out injured, but I came out. I came out hurt, but I came out. Oh, can I just really get real safe? I came out bitter, but I came out. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I came out angry, but I came out. Lord, have mercy. I came out hurt, but I came out. Lord, have mercy. Amen. To to somebody. I came out confused, but I came out. My God, my God. I came out bewildered, but I came out. That is something to praise God for, that regardless of your, your circumstances and your present state, you still came out, which means you survived the worst storms of your life. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. And I come to let you know that's something to flicker. I think what we do was a praise break. That's the time to stop right there and praise God because you came out. You came out. You came out. God's Amen. going to deal with the present state. God's going to deal with the circumstances. God's going to deal with the hurt. God's going to deal with the pain. God's going to deal with what's going on. But you came out. You came yeah. out. You came out. You came out. Brother, you heard my testimony a few years ago. 
Amen. My church fell apart. My family fell apart. My marriage fell apart. My money was funny. My change was strange. And God made a promise to me. God made a promise to me concerning my ministry. I had a job, and the Lord told me to leave my job. December 17, 2003. Excellent insurance. Excellent overtime. I could make money anytime I want. Had a family. Had a church. Amen. But God told me to leave my job. What do you do when your obedience to God seems to turn everything the opposite direction and you get more hell than heaven. Lord have mercy, Jesus. But I had to walk through the valleys and the shadows of death. And in 2010, brother, I told you the story. Amen. I went through a yes. sickness, didn't know what I was sick with. Amen. I was losing weight, had increased pain in my stomach. And you, my God, I looked like I had a disease. And I would go back and forth in the hospital. Saints, I'm giving you my testimony. Can't have a testimony till you go through a test. Can't pass the test until you take the test. Lord have mercy. Can't take the test until you listen to the lesson. My God, so I had to listen to with the lessons that God was giving to me. I still had to be thou faithful unto death. I was still preaching in pain. I was still prophesying in pain. I was still traveling by bus and train and subway in pain. Nobody would pick me up and take me. Nobody would help me. Sometimes I didn't. All the money I had was to get to the church and come back. Lord have mercy with pain in my stomach. Sometimes I would leave the church and go straight to the hospital. Immediately they were admit me. Lord have mercy. But can I tell you this? There's ministry even in your misery. Y'all not going to help me up in here. Because every time, brother, Amen. I got in the hospital, God would have me minister to somebody in the same room that I was staying in. And they would get saved. And they would give their life to God. Matter of fact, one young man and his mother was there. She was a recovering drug addict. He was just coming off a of drug. And both of them got saved that day and delivered an hour later, he got discharged. An hour later after that, I got discharged. I come to let you know God knows what he's doing when he puts you in certain circumstances that seems uncomfortable because there's ministry in your misery. And when God calls you to minister, even in miserable times, God's going to give you the victory. I come to let somebody know that I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how difficult it is. God's going to still give you the victory even when you feel like you are, my God, my God, a victim. And so all of a sudden, I kept on getting worse, kept getting on back and forth. This was happening. That was happening. Brother, they knew what it wasn't. They knew what it was. They tested me for everything. They knew what it was. I'm still in my message, saints. I'm still in my message. Just follow me. Uh, but they didn't know what it was. Thank God for what it wasn't. Oh, God, I thank you for what it wasn't. It wasn't this, what people were saying. It wasn't that. Thank God for that. I wasn't, I wasn't that, but they didn't know what this was that kept causing me to be sick. And they said, we can't do nothing, Walter. We just have to watch this. Watch this. Man treats the symptoms, but God knows the source. <laughs> and in due season, God's going to reveal the source. Lord have mercy. And like I say, you say, 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 as I was saying, say, the pain. Day and night, the pain. But I was still doing my 5 a.m. prayer. My mother has been on my 5 a.m. prayer. I was still doing my 12 o'clock new day prayer. I was still prophesying. I was still ministering. I was still talking to people. I was still telling people what does I was still claiming God to be a healer. My God, in this 2011, April 2011, I was coming back from New Jersey from a youth conference and went straight to the hospital. The pain was so bad in my stomach that it started interfering with my heart. And I started having chest pains, and my mother had to call the ambulance. And I said to my mother, I said, Ma, I'm dying. I'm dying. She said, no, you're not. I said, Ma, I'm dying. Call the ambulance. And they took me to the hospital, and they gave me a shot of morphine. Let me tell you something. It costs to be anointed. 
You got to pay a price to be anointed. Everybody wants to be anointed, but there's a crushing for the anointing. There's a pray price to pay for the anointing. My God, because I've come to let somebody know, and I hope somebody can receive this and rejoice over this. When you pay the price, God caused the price to turn around and pay you. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Somebody's about to get paid off big time because you paid the price. And in due season, you're going to reap because you think not. God's about to turn that price around and pay you off big time. My God. Press down, shake together and running over. And I went to the hospital, gave me a shot of morphine, brother, and the morphine didn't work. It didn't touch the pain. Lord have mercy. They knew then it was something serious. They admitted me to the hospital that Friday morning. I'll never forget it as long as I live. That Friday morning about 7 o'clock. The pain was so unbearable. I said, God, I can't take it no more. And something burst in my stomach. And saints, I started bleeding out profusely. I started bleeding out. I couldn't stop the bleeding. The bleeding, the, the blood was just coming out, like just coming out of me. And I thank God that God knows how to do things at the right time. When the, watch this, watch this thing. When that thing, whatever it was, busted in me, the pain stopped, but the blood kept on flowing. Lord have mercy. So God caused one thing to stop to get something else done. Watch this. Because they did not know what it was. So God allowed this circumstances to find out. So now they have an excuse to do an emergency surgery to find out what's causing the problem for a whole year. Saints, the doctor and the nurses at the same time was making rounds, and they found me in a pool of blood. They said there was so much blood in that room that four nurses had to go home and change their clothes. They rushed me from the 11th floor down to the second floor, to ICU. My God, and the doctor said to me, Walter, we have to do emergency surgery. And when I gave him the number to my then at the time wife, amen, I went, next thing I know, I woke up in ICU. Saints, I woke up three weeks later. I was in a coma for three weeks. Did not know. Did not know. Saints, you'll see where I'm going, how this is going to be connected to the situation, to the scripture that I, I read, that, I, that I'm coming from in Joshua chapter 13. I did not know I was in a coma. All I knew was I was having these spiritual experiences. I did not know, Minister Gibson, my brother, that I was yes. in a coma. I did not know. Okay? Another thing, I don't know if I told you, brother, they told me later on, I have five different types of infections in my body, and they could not mm. identify what the infections was. They knew what the infection mm. wasn't. My God. But they didn't know what the infection was. Same let me tell okay, you with when God has an anointing, when God has a call, when God has a ministry, when God has a future, I'm serious, and you're going to hear me say this over and over again until somebody believe me, you have to pay a price for this thing called the anointing. The late Catherine Coleman, who was a faith healer in the 60s and 70s, said it will literally cost you your very life, but God will never take something from you that he cannot replace with something better. My God. And I'm telling you, they did not know what these infections were. They sent the results down to Center Control of Diseases in Atlanta, Georgia, I believe it is, and they didn't know. They could not identify. But they were still given the antibiotics, and they stated that I was, my God, I was responding to the antibiotics. Listen to me saying, they didn't know what it was treating. I could have had an allergic reaction, by God, but God got all in the medication. God got all up in those antibiotics. My God. I was in a coma for three weeks. Can I tell you how frustrating that was when I came out of the coma? I'm telling you, Lord have mercy. And I'll never forget my pastor came in. Him and his wife and the minister came in. 
and, 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 and he prayed for me. And the man of God, that's why the Bible says, believe ye his prophets, so shall he prosper. The Bible says, they that are sick, let them call for the elders, and they may pray the prayer of faith that God may raise them up. I still believe in the prayers of the righteous that avail as much. Amen, saints. Let me tell you something. Don't doubt the saints. The saints can still get a prayer through. Y'all not going to help me. I'll say it again. The saints can still get a prayer through. My God, his eyes is, his ears is open to the righteous. And he came in and he began to rebuke death. He began to rebuke death. He began to rebuke death. And he said, son, your work is not even finished. You coming out of here. Your work is not even finished. Five minutes, brother, after he left, I saw death come to the door. But death couldn't come through the door. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. God, I give you praise. praise. I'm going to let you know death can come through, but death can't come through. Because God will put a hedge of protection, even when you're sick, even when you're troubled, even when you're going through, even when the situation seems like it's overwhelming. God is in control of things that are out of control. And death looked at me. I couldn't tell nobody. I got tubes down my nose, tubes down my throat, tubes up and everywhere, cut here, cut there. I'm telling you, they had me on me. They had me hooked up to everything. Lord have mercy, Jesus. My God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Excuse me, I got to take a minute and give God some praise. God, I thank you. They was giving me blood because I lost over 25 pints of blood. When the blood, when this thing happened, my God, my blood pressure dropped 57 over 34 saints. I was out of here. But the man of God came and declared and decree a word over my life. Thou shalt live and not die to declare the work of the Lord. Can I tell you, death turned around and took four people at the same time in that ICU. And the Lord spoke to me and then said, that's how powerful your anointing is, that death can't take you out of here. I said, God, I thank you. In my spirit, I began to rejoice. I stayed in ICU for five weeks. They sent me back up to the floor. I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to talk again. I had to learn how to write again. I had to learn how to urinate and to use the bathroom again. I had to learn how to swallow again. Lord have mercy. Thanks everything that my mama taught me as a child, as a baby. I had to learn how to do all over again at the age of 47, 48. Sometimes God's got to retrain you and, my God, and rearrange you and realign your life all over again for the new thing that God has for your life. Because all things got to be passed away in order for you to be whole, all things shall be new. And after that, saints, I went to a nursing home because I had a wound in my stomach. I had a wound in my stomach, and it needed to be treated. They couldn't keep me in the hospital because, watch this, I was no longer... I didn't no longer need the ICU. I no longer needed the hospital, but I still needed to be treated. I still needed to be taken care of. And they sent me to a nursing home. I was supposed to stay there for a few weeks, and I ended up being there for four months. And God used one of the patients there, a man in a wheelchair, saw me. I was there for the first few months. My God, let me tell you something. Who you think God and God is going to use to encourage you, they're not going to be the ones. God's going to use people that know nothing about you, but God knows you. And God would anoint them and put a word in their mouth just to give you a word of encouragement while you walk through the valley in the shadows of death. Because remember, he's still the lily in the valley. <laughs> My God, as long as you see a lily. God's going to use a lily that grows in the depth of the valley, in the murky valley, in the low part of the valley. My God, but he's still with you. And this man looked at me and said, who are you, sir? And I told him who I was and told him what happened. He says, oh, you'll be here for two months? I said, yes. He said, I've been here for 15 years. I was like, wow, that's a lot of encouragement. Thank you. You know, you're around my same age. And he went to 
rolled away. He was in his wheelchair. He turned around. He said, you're not going to be here long because you got work to do. <laughs> My God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. He, I, it just came out of me. You got work to do. Stephen, if I could have danced right there, I would have. I just lifted my hands to God. I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Two months yes. later after that, in the month of August, I was discharged from the hospital. Discharged from the nursing home. Amen. And then other things that I won't speak about right now began to happen in my life. I thought I was over. I thought I paid enough. I thought I went through. No, I still had some more to go through. And in 2012, went through a bitter divorce, got so bad with me, I became so outraged, I became so hurt, and had so much bitterness and so much anger and so much frustration, I had so much rage. Y'all not going to help me up in here. I'm just telling you my story. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. Isn't that what Job says? I will be bitter for what happened to me. I will be angry. This is not supposed to happen to me. The Bible says that when his friends saw him, they didn't recognize him because his grief was great. Yes. His situation was heavy. His situation was unbelievable. And some of us right now are going through things that are heavy. Some of us are going through situations that are unbelievable. You can't even explain the pain, the hurt, the trauma, the tragedy. You can't even explain. You can't even put two words together to even come close to what's going on on the inside. All you can do is raise your hands and shake your head like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But God knows. I closed my church. They don't want to pass it no more. I can't lead the people like this. The way I am, I can't lead the people like this. I signed into a good church. They're doing wonderful. They're doing excellent. I couldn't get out of that, that, that cage. I couldn't get out of that hole. I couldn't get out of that hurt. I couldn't get out of that pain. I couldn't get out of that frustration. Excuse me. Let me just backtrack for a minute. Amen. Let's just, let me backtrack for a minute. When I was in the nursing home, my sister asked me a question. And I hope this answers somebody's situation. She said to me, she said to me, when she came to visit me, she says, how is the pain now hmm. uh, before they had the operation? Because when they had the operation, they found out what the problem is. I had three emergency surgeries. The third surgery, they found out that I had a ruptured ulcer, and it was hidden hmm. behind my intestine. And that's when the doctor said to me, your God loves you. Because the way that also looked, it should have ruptured a long time ago. But God allowed it to happen in this hospital. Because Walter, if it would happen any place else, you would have died. They would have known what to do. They would have known what to found, what to find. But because we know your anatomy, and because we knew mm. you, we know what to look for. We knew where to look. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Can I tell you this? God never stops the circumstances. God never stops the situation. God never stops the tragedy. God never stops the trauma. But he knows where it needs to happen because he has people already on assignment to be there to help you go through. Yes, that Lord. doctor, his name is Dr. George Angus. I'll never forget him as long as I live. Love that man. I bless him today. He was supposed to be out of town. He was supposed to go out of the country to a conference. And when that happened to me, and he found me in that blood, he said, cancel my trip. Watch this, saints. Watch this, saints. This is how God is for you. He said, this is a preacher. This is a pastor. This is a man of God. And he's not going to die on my watch because his work 
is not finished. I just want somebody <laughs> to understand. God will give you witnesses that don't know nothing about you, but because God knows you, he'll put a word in their mouth to confirm your work is not finished. Going through the valley in the shadows of death, God is not finished with you. Going through heart and heartache and pain, if God be for you, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again, he is more than the people who turned against you. He's more than the devil who tried to kill you. He's more than the job who let you go. He's more than the finances that left you. He's more than the spouse who gave you up. He's more than the friends who turned their back on you. He's more than the church who talked about you. He's more than the people who hate you. He's more than the rumors that were spread about you. God is more. He's more. He's more. Fast forward back to where I was at. I went through for two years, hating, angry, frustrated. I'm telling you, saints, I mean, saints, I went through emotionally. And can I tell you this? All those negative emotional situations can literally drain life out of you. Yes, it can. It can literally wear you out. It can, I mean, I could not, I mean, I tried to forgive. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. I tried to love, but every time I saw them, I tried to speak to them. Sometimes I would, most times I won't. I thought about trying to get back at them. Y'all not going to help me up in here, Lord. Come on now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had plots. I had plans. I thought about getting back at them. Lord, how dare they destroy my life. God, I was there for them. I did everything for them. How dare they deny me? How dare they talk about me? How dare, God, how dare you let them do this to me? You told me that you were going to bless me. You told me. I was doing okay, God. I'm supposed to be a doctor. Then I was supposed to be a nurse. God, I had my career already uh, planned out. I already had my life planned out. You interrupted my plan for your purpose. Now, where's my purpose? Why is my purpose painful? It goes back to what I was telling my sister, that this pain now is for my healing. And some of us right now, you're going through painful healing. The pain before your surgery, the pain before God cut you open, the pain before God did some things that took some things out of you and was arranging some things in your life, that pain before was to kill you. That pain, my God, was to do evil against you. But when God took you through, this pain that you're experiencing right now, this frustration is bringing healing. Amen. Slowly but surely, God is healing the mind. God is healing the soul. And everybody kept saying, man, you ought to let that go now. How do you let go of what you fought so hard to get? How do you let go of that? Come on, Job, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Even Satan said to God, don't God, don't God, don't Job fear you for naught? Have you not blessed the works of his hands and caused the substance of his land to increase? That lets you know that even though God had a hedge of protection around Job, that Satan couldn't break through. Job was still, watch this, Job was still able to look through and see God bless the work of Job's hand. But he couldn't break through until God removed the hedge. Job didn't do nothing Amen. wrong. Job did not. Even God told him, Job is my servant. A man that ensueth evil. A man that feareth God. But God knew he had such a relationship with Job. 
that he knew that regardless what Job goes through, even at the point of destruction, he would not charge God foolishly, even through hurt and anger. And that's one thing, saints, I want to tell you, that as angry as I was, and I know people go, they may tell you different, as angry as I was, as hateful as I was, as frustrated as I was, I still love God. Don't ask me how. But when you have built a relationship with God, he says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God put something inside of you that you have to give back to him. When I wanted to do evil, God turned that thing around and made it for good. I tried to go back to my past. I tried. Y'all not going to help me. I tried to go back to the The church don't want me. The family don't want me. The people don't want me. The ministry don't want me. I know where I can go back to. I can go back to my past. And can I tell you hmm. this? Try to go back to your past. God will put a stop sign at your past and tell your past, reject him. Now my past don't want me. <laughs> oh, God, Lord, what are you doing? I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. It seems like it's evil. It looks evil. It tastes evil, but it's not evil. Because you know what, brother? When you look at that word evil, E-V-I-L, God turns that word around and says, L-I-V-E, live. <laughs> what was meant for evil, God turns it around and means it for your good. I try to go back to my past, brother, end up ministering to the people that was a part of my past. So they get, God gave them a future. I'm like, this don't, this don't make no sense. What am I doing here at a club <laughs> ministering? Uh, y'all not going to help me. Can I just put it out there? Y'all not going to help me. I tried to, I, I, I was drinking and couldn't get drunk. Ain't nobody going to help me. I know y'all don't want to hear that. I know y'all don't want to hear that. Yes, the preacher, the prophet, the man of God, the pastor of God, yes, was in a club drinking, couldn't get drunk. Couldn't get drunk. Y'all not going to help me. Couldn't get drunk. Drank this. Drank that. Couldn't get drunk. And the Lord put something in me, and I started praying for the people that was around. What am I doing praying when I'm supposed to be partying? I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm going to give me some me time. Y'all know, you know, me time, you know, I've been there for everybody. Ain't nobody going to be there for me, so I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me. God said he's going to do you because there's no more you but I. But Christ that's in you. So I was like, you know what? I might as well go on back to the prayer. I might as well go on back to the word. I might as well go on back to church. I might as well go on back. I don't know where I'm going back to. Don't know what's going to happen when I get back to it. Because I didn't know where I was. But guess what, saints? God knew where I was. Can I tell you this, saints? God knows where you are. He knows your heartache. He knows your pain. He knows your frustration. He knows your circumstance. And as he said in the book of Isaiah, it pleased the Lord to bruise him because God knew what he was going to do for him. <laughs> yes, 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 because this is not the end. It's a new beginning. In the life of a saint, God is always starting something new. That's why old things come to an accomplishment. That's why old things come to an expiration date. Everywhere Joseph went, God blessed him, but there was an expiration date. God gave him a dream with his father in his father's house. 
at the age of 17. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody need to take a praise break right now, right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Bless your name, Jesus. God's about to, he's about to give you an explanation about your situation, past, present, and he's about to tell you your future. Hear what the Lord is saying in the book of Genesis with Job, with, with, with Joseph. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. At the age of 17, God gave him a dream, two dreams about his future. Father gave him a coat. My God. A coat of many colors. Watch this. That stood him apart from his brothers. Can I tell you this? Let me stop here right there. Brother, can I continue on? And do I have enough time to continue to minister? I just want to make sure I'm in place. He, he gave him a coat that distinguished him from his brothers. Can I tell you this? God has given you an anointing, a calling that has distinguished you from other people. That's why you couldn't always be around people. That's why you couldn't stay with people. That's why you couldn't be like other people. My God, God has made you different. He has chosen you. My God, many are called, but you are chosen, chosen, chosen. And the chosen are always misunderstood. The chosen are always mistreated. The chosen are always looked at the oddball. The chosen are never, ever going to fit in, fit in. You're never going to fit in because... You belong to him. And an expiration date came in Joseph's life when his brothers sold him into slavery. Now, slavery was a bad thing, but it was also a good thing because if they would have taken Joseph out of that, 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 that pit they put him in, because Joseph was a tattletaler, he was going to go back and tell his brothers, because he did. When Levi and Simeon did some evil, he reported to his father. So they knew that if they ever get Joseph out of here, Joseph is going back to tell daddy, and daddy's going to get on us because all that we have belongs to daddy, and we're going to lose our inheritance because we did something to him, to the person whom he loved the most, and that was Joseph. And they would have had to kill him. And to kill Joseph was to kill the dream, and to kill the dream was to kill their future because their future was a part of Joseph's future. Can I tell you this? Your future that God has for you, uh huh. people who did you wrong is also connected to it. And you'll understand that in a few minutes. So his expiration date, the age of 17, came with his father's house, and he went into slavery in Egypt. It was brought by a man named Potiphar. Y'all know the story, Sunday school lesson. But the Lord was with him and caused him to prosper in slavery. My God. And his master saw, can I tell you this? People around you will see the anointing before you. They'll see the call of God before you. They'll see the hand of God upon your life. Lord, I hope I'm helping somebody before you. Because we're so encumbered with our personal situation. Because Joseph is in a strange land with strange people, hearing strange languages, strange customs, strange culture he's never, ever seen before. And sometimes, Minister Gibson, God allows you to go into a situation that is so strange, you don't know where you're at. But somehow, somehow, he gives you favor. And he gave Joseph favor. And his master brought him out. I got to hurry up because I don't want to take all the time. God brought him out of 
the field and made him supervisor of the house. And from the age of 17 to the age of 28, can you imagine 11 years every day God was prospering that man's house? The Bible says everybody in that house was prospering because of Joseph. Everything he touched, prospering in slavery. But an expiration date was coming. Watch this, because his dream was greater than his present circumstances. I come to prophesy to let somebody know what God has spoken over your life in the past is greater than your present circumstance. So God is making things right now uncomfortable for you. My God, he is shaking, he is causing things, my God, not to be. And he don't want you to remain comfortable. I keep hearing that word comfortable. He's making things uncomfortable. He's shaking things loose because you have a future to meet. And then Joseph ends up in prison. Watch this. He just didn't end up in any prison. I'm coming to a close real soon. I'm going to get back to Joshua and I'm going to close. He ended up in prison. But notice what kind of prison he ended up in. He ended up in the king's prison. What does that mean? Even though he was in prison, I hope somebody can give God a praise. You may be mute, but I hope somebody can give God a praise when I tell them this. Even though you're in the prison, but you're in the king's prison, that means this. You're still a part of the kingdom. Lord have mercy. And if you're still a part of the kingdom, that means you're still under the authority of the king. And in due season, God's going to bring, may cause your gift to come before great men. In that prison, the Lord was with him. And Joseph went from being a dreamer to an interpreter of dreams. I want you all to start doing some self-evaluation. The Bible says examine yourself in the faith. 13th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith, because where you at right now versus where you were, God has accelerated your gift. God has expanded your gift. God has multiplied your gift and your talent and your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience, because this experience is the best teacher. And he interpreted dreams of two men who worked, who was under the authority of the king. Two years later. Joseph's gift was brought before Potiphar. Why? Because he was about to reach his destiny, and his destiny was the palace. And God put Joseph in that position so the people who did him wrong, God can, God can use Joseph to pull them in their position. Why? Because there was still work that needed to be done. And I said all of that. To bring us here to Joshua chapter 13. He said, Joshua, I know you're old. I know that age is advanced on you. But regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your situation, there is still much land to be possessed. I know your history of conquering. I know your history of fighting. I know your history of winning. You have conquered much land. Here, it says in the 24th verse of Joshua chapter 12, he conquered 31 kings, which means he conquered 31 kingdoms, which means Israel through the ministry and the mighty warfare and the worship lifestyle of Joshua, they inherited over 31 
kingdom land. And yet, God said that's not enough. I come to let somebody know all the work that you have done in the past, all the ministry, all the people that you have helped, all the prayers that you have prayed, all the days you have fasted, all the times you have taught, all the people you have given, all the people you have ministered to, all the people that you have encouraged, all the people you have laid hands on, all the people you have prophesied to, there's still much work to be done. Even in the state you're in right now, even in your present circumstances, God says there's still work that he has chosen and ordained just for you to do. Joshua is the land that remaineth. And from chapter 13 to chapter 19 of Joshua, God began to show him the land that he needs to still conquer. And God gave Joshua the strength, gave him the strategy, gave him the ability gave him the ingenuity, and gave him the people how to conquer these lands. And Joshua did what thus saith the Lord. Brother, as I end this message and give it back into your hands, there's a song that was written by the late Andre Crouch, and it says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I did not know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials only come make me strong. So I thank God for my mountains, and I thank God for the valleys, and I thank God for the storms he brought me through. If I never had a problem, I would never know that God can solve it. I'll never know what my faith in God can do. So through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, through it all. Yes, I've learned to depend upon his word. Oh, through it all, through it all. Oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus, and I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through it all, through it all. Yes, I've learned to depend upon his word. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your name, we magnify you for this day that you have made. We thank you for this great opportunity to minister to your people, God. It doesn't matter how many people, God, because in us there are millions 
and millions of people in us, oh God, that you want us to minister to. So as we minister to the ones, God, we minister to those that they have to minister to in the future. So, Father, we thank you, oh God, that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, neither has it entered the hearts of men the things that you have prepared for them that love him. God, we thank you, oh God, for our brother who has given us this opportunity to speak to your people. We ask you, oh God, your continual blessings upon him, his wife, and his son. Oh God, look upon his ministry, his future. Look upon his adventure. Look upon his, oh God, the things that he desires to do, the things that he wants to do, and the things that you have ordained already for him to do. We thank you, God, through the mountains and the valleys that he has never given up, oh God. It's been difficult and it's been hard. It's been challenging, God. But God, you gave him the courage. You gave him the strength. You gave him the ability to persevere and to pursue, oh God, after his dream. And Father, we thank you for this open door. We ask you to bless these our people that heard their word, oh God. Now, Father, that they heard the word, Lord Jesus. Let them not be hearers of the word only, but doers also. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every man and every woman, every boy and every girl, every husband and every wife, every person on this line, God. In the name of Jesus, that you begin to stir up in them, oh God. That you begin to agitate that gift, that talent, that anointing, that ability, oh God, that potential, and that it will begin to flow in the name of Jesus. It will begin to manifest. It will begin to magnify. It will begin to prosper. It will begin to enhance. It will begin to grow. In the name of Jesus, you will give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding how to cause it to grow. That will be a blessing to the body of Christ, that we edify the people of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, whatever you have called them to do, whatever you have ordained them to do, whatever you have chosen them to do, whatever you have charged them to do, oh God, that they will go forward in the name of Jesus. Right now, oh God, right now, God, by the Dios let the anointing, oh God, continue to rest and rule and abide in them, oh God. In the name of Jesus, let them continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And let faith bring those things, those things to pass, oh God. The things that they cannot see, let them see. The things they cannot hear, let them hear. The things they cannot touch, let them touch. Because faith is the substance of things, oh God. The evidence of things not seen. Let them to do things, oh God, so they can build things, oh God. Let them increase things, oh God, from the smallest thing, oh God. Give them the spirit of obedience, oh God. And they submit to your will, oh God. And when it's all done, oh God, we want you to say, well, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Let them be ruler over many, oh God. In Jesus' name, bless their sons, bless their daughters, bless their nieces, their nephews, bless their future, bless their finances, bless their marriage, bless their home, bless wherever they're going, bless their going out and their coming in. I declare and I decree the blessings of the Lord come upon them and the blessings of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrows to them. Every promise, oh God. Every word you've spoken, O oh God, shall come to pass, O oh God. Every promise shall be yea and amen, O oh God. They would not lose for nothing, O oh God. They would not miss this season. I heard the Lord say, you will not miss this season. I heard the Lord say, you will not miss this season. I hear the Lord say, for some of you who've been staying up late at night, don't know why you're wide awake when you're supposed to be sleeping. God is saying, refocus, 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 refocus. See what I'm about to do. My glory is about to pass by your way. My glory is about to enhance you. My glory is about to visit you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My glory is about to bring you to pass, bring things to pass. My glory is about to bring you into places that you've never been before, bring you into the hands of people, bring you to the place of people, bring you to great men and great women who are going to pour into you. I hear the Lord saying, huh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Huh. Get ready, get ready, get ready for a new beginning. Get ready for a 
new season that's been ushered your way. And God, we give you praise for new beginnings. God, we give you praise for new season. And God, we give you praise for old things are passed away. And behold, all things are all new. For behold, I shall do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth in Jesus' name. And we give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor in Jesus' master's name. Thank God. Thank God. Amen and amen. And we release this back into the hands of our minister, Stephen uh, Gibson. God bless you, brother, and we thank you for this opportunity. Hello? Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.